Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. Uh, We have witnessed your hand in many expressions today of the miracles that you are wrought in this house, in among us. They are uh, close and clear. You've given us clarity to see your faithfulness upon the lives of those who have honored you. So we pray, O God, that your word would continue to open our eyes, that we might understand the secrets, the mysteries, the things unfolded and revealed by your grace to those who humble themselves before you. And give us this life that we not only be hearers of your incredible word, your amazing word, but that we might be doers and participants, O God so that we not deceive ourselves. And we pray that your word would be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, and give clarity to our thoughts, O God. Surround us with your tender mercies. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. Put your hedge of protection around this fellowship and congregation, Lord, this church. For we've been called together, O Lord, to be one, to walk in your ways and to fill the earth with your glory. So lead us with your spirit and let your word be a good seed planted in good hearts that produce a harvest of glory, of good fruit, O God. Your goodness be seen in our lives continually, O God. And give us the wisdom, O Lord, to apply your truth, Lord, with understanding to these things. In Jesus' name we pray, the house of God says amen. One of the greatest blessings for me as I, um, as I became a Christian was Psalm 133, verse 1. The Bible says, look, behold how good and pleasant that word pleasant is pleasurable it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity this verse has three uh expressions i would say four the brethren it takes more than one to dwell takes also a a gathering of people together another word that says you need to be connected with someone else and unity is not to be had singularity Um, it's not to be you alone. I'm in agreement with myself. No, the agreement and unity and dwelling and togetherness and brethren has to do with others. And the hallmark of these things is that as God is calling us to this life of togetherness and unity as the pinpoint of the expression of God, because the next verse says, uh, verse two, it's like oil that comes from heaven and it runs down through the body to the beard all the way to the edge of the garments. This thing which envelops us all according to the unity and gathering and oneness that we might attain. Why? Verse three, because there God like dew sends his blessing forevermore. It's like the dew of heaven that falls in a particular place And I would say that it's withheld where there's not that unity. It is, it's held back. It doesn't fall. The oil doesn't flow. So the hallmark of the blessing of God and the pleasurable existence of seeing God in our midst is in the degree that we come together uh, in the power of agreement I've called this sermon the power of agreement or the destruction of discord and you find out where you are in these matters and I want to suggest that that's going to show forth either glory in your life or shame 
And so we need to be understanding these things. In fact, the greatest place that there ever could be upon the earth, as I heard how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together, Matthew 18, 19 says, because if any of you, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on anything on the earth uh, concerning concentrating on matters that you ask, it will be done for them by our Father in heaven. What's that mean? That God is looking for the opportunity to bless you if you find agreement. And to the degree that you walk opposite, which is disagreement, and I can tell you that our tendency in the flesh is to walk in disagreement. One of the last things I told uh, Brandon within the last six months of their dating with his, uh, with his now wife and bride, I said, listen, every time I listen to you speaking to Victoria, you're disagreeing. And it's going to be a horrible thing that you think that you're going to treat her like you've treated your siblings to always be, I don't think so, or I don't agree with that, or I don't believe that. I said, you guys, stop it. Start agreeing. Because that's going to be the power of your unity. And so if we're not pointing these things out, I can tell you we are held back with incredible, incredible provisions of God. I, I go around the world telling men the reason why you haven't seen the glory of God and the lavish expanse of his provision is because you haven't agreed with your wife. If you don't agree with your husband, if you guys, instead of finding the point of agreement, and, and there's a big lie I want to tell you um, that a lot of people say this, hey, let's just agree to disagree. How many have heard that? Listen to me. That's a curse from hell. Let's agree to disagree. That means the devil won because Jesus says that you have to be in agreement to see the glory of God. You don't agree to disagree. That means that's it. You're going to be filled with destruction and darkness and there's no blessing coming upon your life. A, a lot of husbands think that if they force their wife to agree, they're in agreement. No. Some wives think that they have had their husband's agreement just because he's tired of arguing no more. He's like, okay, that doesn't mean he agrees. That means you're not going to see the glory of God. You're not going to see the goodness of God. Um, you guys heard about Johnny. He's at school and his teacher says, sit down, Johnny. And so he sits down. He says, yeah, but inside I'm standing up. That's like a lot of you. You say you're in agreement but God knows if your heart is lined up with agreement. A lot of people want to come into the pastor's office and tell the pastor what they're doing. And then people say, well, did you talk to the pastor? Yeah, I told him. Then you told the pastor doesn't mean he's in agreement. If you ask the pastor, he'll tell you quickly he's not in agreement. And that you're headed for a roller coaster ride because you feel that you want to go forward without agreement so super important look at the, the what God is saying out of his word in Matthew 18 19 when two of you agree on earth how many know we're on earth so this applies now 
This is not for the future. This is not for heaven. This is not for eternity. If any one of you that are upon the earth concerning anything that you ask, it will be done for you as you walk in the power of agreement by the Father who's in heaven, trying to look out for who is in agreement. We tell people all the time, Mark 3, 24, that any kingdom that is divided and not in agreement with itself, it will not stand. So God has given us all these components because he desires for us to stand and not be divided, not be in discord, not be in disagreement. Um, Some of us have perfected this art of disagreement so powerfully, we feel weird and abnormal if we concede. You know something? I'm going to move in your direction. I've done that sometimes uh, when people are asking me about things that I feel that they're they're, they're going to have trouble. And I said, you know something? Just for your benefit, I'm going to come over and believe in the power of agreement than bringing discord. Uh, and, and then you should do that. You should find a way to come in the direction of agreement. It's so powerful. First Peter chapter three, verse seven. Why do we tell husbands to agree with their wives and get on the same page? Because the Bible says your prayers are be hindered if you do not live with your wife in such a manner that's giving her honor as a weaker vessel, as being heirs together. One of the things of that terminology there of heirs together, I practice law and I've had family members that don't get in agreement. Do you know that when the heirs of an inheritance are not in agreement, they do not get their inheritance when they're arguing and fighting. So here the Bible saying when a husband and wife are not put together like heirs in an inheritance of the grace of this life, your prayers so that your prayers are not hindered. So that what you're asking for God is not pushed off to another day. Whenever you stand there asking God for something, Make sure that you're in alignment with all those people that are in your life. Mark eleven twenty five. whatever you stand praying, if anything is stopping the agreement, if you have anything against anyone, let it go. Get right with those relationships that your father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. As you're asking God for things, make sure that you're living at peace with people and not in controversy is super powerful. 1 John 3.22 repeats itself saying, if you're going to receive from him anything, we, we ask that you do so in keeping in his commandments. Some people will walk out of this preaching today and tell their spouse and tell their father and their mother, see, you have to be in agreement with me or else God's not going to show up. No, it's in agreement according to his word. Make sure you don't let somebody slide like that. We have to be in agreement. Yeah, but what you're saying is not biblical. So you're fighting God on the front end premise. And so don't make mockery out of God. Make sure that these things are in keeping with his commandment and pleasing in his sight. Agreement is like that. We have many examples. For example, one of the the greatest expression of destruction for disagreement is found there in number 16. In verse 1, the Bible talks about Korah, and you should read this chapter today and scrutinize it 
because Korah is within the people of God and he is part of the leadership there, uh, son of Levi. Um, he is part of these leaders in Israel, but he had incredible disagreement in his heart. Verse 2, he gathers together with 250 men and they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, um, men of renown, representatives of the congregation. They were leaders there in, amongst the group. And verse 3, they gathered together. This, this is the type of gathering together in unity that brings destruction. Uh, a lot of people are not walking according to the word of God, not pleasing God, not in the God's commandments. And they say, we're in agreement that Moses is out of order. You take too much upon yourself, Moses, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord among them. Why then you need to exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? And this guy, he is marked in history. And you read the chapter so that you scrutinize how could you be in leadership? How could you be appointed over God's people and see a judgment come upon him at a level where the earth splits up and he swallowed whole? And so there hasn't been many times upon the earth where this has occurred, but we see that God takes serious that we move in agreement with his commandment and the things that please him and not be in agreement with men that are causing strife. I don't know if you, you know what that means. I, I want to take you to the heart of the matter first in Proverbs um, 6, 19, where God is listing uh, the things that he hates, things that are an abomination to him. Uh, one preacher, I heard it say, because that word, an abomination, is so powerful. Um, verse 16, let's go to Proverbs 6, 16. These six things the Lord hates, and seven are an abomination to him. So there's not many things that we know God hates, but these things that God hates, we should be attentive to. The things, uh, seven things that are an abomination to him, this preacher says, it would want God to throw a bomb on a nation. Abomination. Um, he wants to destroy and, and remove from existing these listed as six things. Verse 17 says, a proud look. Make sure that you're not walking around with a arrogant, proud expression. A lying tongue, that's talking about those who do not tell the truth, those who do not speak the truth. Hands that shed innocent blood, talking about uh, killing babies there. Um, a lot of times at war, they throw bombs in the middle of a neighborhood uh, and they're callous to the innocent that are there. They, they, they're, they're remiss in being able to concern themselves but then it says in verse 18 a heart that is planning wicked plans feet that are swift and running to evil they're walking in the opposite direction they're fast to do things that they're not supposed to verse 19 a false witness who speaks lies and the one who sows discord among the brethren listed in this 
this short list of things that God despises and hates. And when I read this for years, I, I had a little bit of an understanding why God did not want us to be sowing discord amongst the brethren instead of agreement, instead of fostering agreement and getting people on the same page. There's certain people that are experts in breaking up relationships, distancing uh, the most powerful of unity. I, I, I have come to the place where when I have strong negative feelings towards a person, um, I said, I know that that's not the spirit of the Lord because the Lord loves unity and he dwells in the place of harmony. So why is the devil putting so much animosity in this relationship? Why? Because there's a purpose in the purpose of God that the devil doesn't want to come to pass. And so we need to be careful that, that somebody come over to you and set your heart against the person. Um, usually and most commonly it's at the workplace as people talk bad about your spouse. When people say, you're married to him? Hey, why, why, why do you, uh, or, or when they, they call the, somebody, somebody calls the office, it's usually the wife calling her husband and the secretary gets the phone and she says, hello, oh, this is Mrs. whatever, this is your boss's wife, and she puts you on hold and the, the receptionist turns to her boss and tells him, the witch is calling again. See how it happens? That at the workplace, they're already talking bad about your wife to you. And, and you have this, this disparity of existence. Don't let that happen. Rebuke the devil. Don't let anybody separate you from whom God has joined you to. And, and, and this is really, really important. And, and, and it's, it's occasion to go into prayer and say, Lord, take out that thing inside of me that doesn't allow me to join in union with these people you've put in my life. It's super important that you be tactical in your warfare against the devil who is constantly producing this division this sentiment in you that, that disrupts the agreement of what God wants to do. Proverbs 22.10 gives you one of the ways that you put discord out of your life. It says, cast out the scoffer, the mocker, the one who doesn't take. Now, as I sit here over the congregation with the responsibility to change the world, I see people that are not taking this place serious, and I feel like giving them their red. You know, if you play soccer, the guy goes like this and he pulls out the red card. You're out of the game, and be careful you not be out of the league if you continue with your antics. So it's a it's a terrible thing to be on God's team where He has instructed us cast out. The scoffer, the one who doesn't take God serious, the mocker. For this, if you remove the scoffer, contention will leave. There's, there's a, 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 an atmosphere where people challenge. I always tell people um, th this in the last couple of days. I told somebody that every time I stand up here to bring the word of the Lord, I feel like it's a trial and I have the jury before me and I have to tell them, listen, look at it God's way. 
and get a verdict that agrees. Not get a verdict that leaves saying, I I don't agree uh, with the pastor. I don't agree. No, you don't agree with the pastor. You don't agree with God's word, with God's spirit. And God is calling you to line yourself up so he can open the heavens and bless you in a powerful way of an expression of his goodness in your life. But if you are... Um, there's, there's so many good expressions in Spanish. I don't know them in English as good. Um, serrucho viejo. Um, tornillo torcido. Um, I, I've tried to grab a, a screw and screw it in a board. And if it's twisted, it doesn't go in. It's, it, it, it doesn't move in the forward direction. It doesn't allow it to achieve the purpose. So we don't want to be twisted in our expression. We don't want to be, watch this. Have you ever heard somebody, this is really English, and I've heard it many times. It says, he's so contrary, right? This is, oh, look what a beautiful day. I don't think it's beautiful. Oh, look how good that the sun is coming out. I don't think the sun should come out. And there's certain people that live life like that. And it would be a miserable existence. To never be able to form a team that works together. One time, uh, we were coaching our kids in Little League. And, and that year, we, we, had, we, had, we had lost many times. Um, I was not a career-winning coach, to say the least. But one year, we finally picked every all-star. We had, you asked Nick, we picked every all-star in the neighborhood. We're like, this year, we're going to not, we're going to have a perfect season. You know what we had? We had a perfect season. We lost every game (laughs) because none of them played together. Every time they got the ball, nobody existed but them. They didn't pass, they didn't talk, they didn't block, they didn't shoot, no layups. It was a mess. And we had all the best players. But zero agreement. There was no unity. And I, would, I, I don't know if the Lord was teaching me a lesson or what, but wow. How horrible it is that your family is called to champion the kingdom of God in the world and none of you agree. There is no gathering. One of my friends who's a, a football uh, quarterback, Jeff Kemp, um, his father was Jack Kemp, the senator, was also a football player. And Jeff Kemp writes a book um, called The Blitz, and he talks there how important it is to huddle. So when you huddle, the whole purpose of huddling is your football team that we watch every week is so that everybody gets in agreement. All right, all right what's the play? Usually only one person's talking and everybody's listening. Okay, and they go, break. And they all get in their positions and they're all going to do what they talked about in the huddle. You know what happens at the church? Okay, Sunday is our huddle. Okay, we're all, okay, we listen to the word of God. Break. One guy goes up to the stand to get popcorn. The other guy goes to the bathroom. The other guy goes flush with the cheerleader and it's a mess. And there's not even one Amen. Just to show that you're not in agreement with what I'm saying. It's a mess. We are a powerhouse in agreement. With the amount of talent God has put here, we can can show forth the manifest presence of his glory. Or we're just a, a bunch of bumbling 
you know, fumbling. Paul, Paul had these things there in the church of Corinth. He said these words, it's very powerful. Um, let me see if I find it. There it is, 1 Corinthians 3, and it's verse 3. 1 Corinthians 3, 3, he says, For you are still carnal. You still acting like the Spirit of God is not upon you. He's talking to the church. You're still living like you lived in the world. You call yourself a Christian. You go to church. But when you come here, you're doing your own thing anyways. For where there is envy and strife and division amongst you, are you not controlled and behaving like mere men. You, you start showing you have the spirit of God when you talk about unity. You start talking about the spirit of God when you talk about agreement. These are, these are foreign to our natural existence. It is so easy for us to disagree. Uh, we said it last week, I think. Um, definitely either Wednesday or Sunday, I said these words. I said, people start asking you questions about who you are to get to the point where they disagree with you. So, oh, he's one of those. He's, or, or, or they do this, or they, 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 like, they like Latin food, or they like... No, listen to me. Don't find the place of disagreement. Don't, don't feel uh, comfortable in discord. Line up... To understand, um, the, the races is one of the places where people are most affected in being able to come to an agreement. And so I, I said, okay, uh, I know that people are racial. And people are like, oh, they're black, they're white, they're Hispanic, they're Asian. Uh, how about saying like this, I can't be a racist if I understand there's one race called the human race. And so I kill off anything that's going to question my ability to find agreement with others. Because the devil wants to sow agreement. Oh, they're part of the fat people. They're part of the skinny people. They're part of the tall people. I'm part of the short people. No. Make sure that you're not walking in that, in that spirit. Because all it does is keep you away from the purpose of God. He says like this in verse 4, For when one of you says, I'm a disciple of Paul, and the other says, I'm a disciple of Apollos, and the other one says, I'm, uh, are you not ordinary? Are you not just like the people of the world? Nothing has happened. You are not going to see God's glory. The, the very fact that people are kept outside of this building. Yesterday, uh, there was a moment in the wedding where the patriarch of the other family, which is Vicky's side of the family, comes up to me, he goes, sir, I am so impressed and overwhelmed by how you spoke during the ceremony. I've never seen anything in my life, even though we are on different teams. And I said, what are you, no, we're Catholic and you guys are not Catholic. I said, no, no, no listen, there's one Bible and we are on the same team because there's only one word of God. Amen. And he goes, amen. He got an agreement real quick. Because the tendency is to separate distance and divide. And I refuse the devil to take advantage on us. And come and find a reason why we can't agree. I'm going to find out where is it that God's grace is there to bring us together. 
super important. Not in the sentiment of Korah. Again, read number 16 so you not agree with the devil. Oh, I agree with the devil. The church X or No. Make sure you're agreeing with God. And Paul is telling the church there. And then he says in verse 6, um, no, verse 5, what then is Paul, Apollos and what is Paul? We're just servants through whom you believed in the Lord. As the, he appointed each our task. Verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God causes growth. And so he constantly is bringing a, 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 a sentiment of unity where there is disparity. Where, where the devil wants you to walk in strife. Um, James 3.16 says where there is jealousy, where there's self-seeking. There's no unity in seeking self. We, we know that. Selfishness doesn't breed agreement, but it breeds confusion. And every evil thing is there. Again, be careful who you are in agreement with. Make sure it's according to the word of God and things that please the Lord. A lot of the devil is super uh, savvy in twisting the word of God to his own destruction, the Bible says. Um, those who twist the word of God do so to their own destruction. 1 John 5.14, the prayer of agreement brings blessing. The confidence we have is that when we're asking anything according to his will, he hears us. Make sure that you're lined up with God's word. Don't agree to walk contrary to God. You're going to see destruction. Your agreement is in the direction of his will. That if we ask anything according to what he wants, he hears us. Verse 15 says, and if he hears us, we know that if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. Lord, give us a heart that unifies in agreement. That was, that was Jesus' prayer in, on, in John's, the Gospel of John chapter 17. He said, Lord, make them one so the whole world can see that the Spirit of God has made them one in agreement. When Jesus leaves in uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, he tells them, make sure that you guys are gathered together. When the day of Pentecost had come, this is one of the glorious moments in the Bible. When the day of the Holy Spirit coming down upon the people of God, they were all with one accord in the same place. That, that, that speaks volumes of the willingness of the spirit of those people to open the heavens and receive what God had for them. If, if you're fighting with that, you're walking in a selfish, self-interested mindset. That's what happened with Lot and Abraham. He says there was so much strife amongst the workers of Lot and the workers of Abraham, they had to distance and divide themselves and and we know what happened to lot in his disagreement the bible says he lost everything in that place judgment came he even lost his family he lost his wife as he agreed to leave because god had told him judgment was coming his wife 
turned back. Her heart was in another place. The danger is of having your heart in another place. You can't come to an agreement. Uh, that was one of the terms that I tell men that come to my office for a divorce. I said, just give your wife everything. And they're like, why would I do that? Because where your treasure is, there your heart is also. You'll be joined to see life with your wife in mind and in that oneness, never to be separated. So the more we move in this direction of the power of agreement, it has to be lined up with God's word. It has to be lined up with the principles of family. That's why he says he hates divorce. There's a, there's a disagreement there. Early on in our marriage, and I, I'm sure that Vicki and Brandon will come to this soon as they embark in their, there's going to be a time where he's going to want to go to the north and she's going to want to go to the south. Or, and, and, and that happened to me and Yvette. We were just married and, and there was an opportunity to move in a direction. And I came home and I was so excited. I said, Yvette, look what well, this is happening. And I really, I'm excited. And she goes, I'm not. But you don't understand. And I tried to explain it to her again. And she goes, I don't want that. And I said, but you're not seeing it the way I'm seeing it. And then Wellington Boone would say, woman. <laughs> you're not seeing what I see. And she says, yeah, I see what you see. And I'll repeat it for you if you want. And she repeated it. And she says, and the answer is no. I'm like, okay, this is fighting words now. I'm going to have to brow her into submission. And I got so frustrated, so angry. I was like, ah, this woman. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I came to a conclusion. I said, look, let's do something. She's like, what? Let's never do anything that we don't agree with, either you or me. And we, we, that, we made that part, a principle in our marriage. Wherever, yeah, absolutely. If it's not something she agrees with, it's not going to happen. If it's something that I don't feel comfortable with, she also uh, concedes and, and says, okay, we won't do it. But Romans 16, 17, talks so particular about this. Be careful with those who cause division. Those who bring up offenses that are contrary to the teaching you've learned and avoid them. Well, isn't God a God of unity? Why is he telling us to avoid people? Yeah, avoid people that don't have the capacity to come into agreement. Why? Verse 18, because they don't have the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Those who are not, for those who are as such do not serve Jesus Christ, they are looking out for their own belly with smooth words. They try to convince and flatter with speech and deceive the hearts of the simple. Be careful with contrariness in the things of the Lord. Be careful with, with the inability. I, I, I told that to Pastor Rivera. He, he'll recall. He had been in a worldwide ministry. He was an overseer way before I was a pastor. And uh, through series of doing life, um, they, they had a falling out with their with the people they were working with and then they stopped going to church and all of a sudden they came here one day and he came through the doors and he was worried about what i was going to tell him but i told him these words i said look right here god has us changing the world we have a vision this is what god is doing in this place if you want to come and help us you're invited if you have another calling another burden another priority it's best that you do some somewhere else when we get to heaven, 
God's going to be responsible for what he's told us to do in this house. One vision is vision. Two visions is division. You're splitting up what God is called to be joined. So if you have another understanding, and I always explain it like this, um, I tell people, are French toast better than pancakes or better than waffles? What's better, French toast, waffles, or pancakes? The Lord has us here doing waffles. If you're called to do pancakes, do them somewhere else. What for? So you don't produce a division. So you don't produce a, a, an understanding in another direction. So he said to me like this. He says, look, I want to be part of this vision. And I want to join the church with my wife. And, and we're going to go and be world changers. And, and that was phenomenal. He didn't have to come in here as an overseer and a pastor for many years and start telling people we're walking that way when everybody's told to walk this way. So I always say waffles, pancakes, and French toast are all good. And if you're called to do any one of them, when you get to heaven, God's going to expect a waffle from those he's called to do waffles and a pancake from those who are called to do pancakes and a French toast from those. So there's nothing wrong in what's going on, but God is seeking for unity. So line yourself up to where God has you because God is not a psychopath. He's not going to put you in a place to do something different. Amen. You don't have to feel the need to walk different. Find out how you can align yourself up in the power of agreement. And so in this regard, we see this happening constantly throughout the Bible. Uh, when Joseph is raised up as the, the man who God's going to use to rule over Egypt... All his brothers decided contrary. No, we're going to sell him off. We're going we're to imprison him. We're going to strip him. And God fulfills his purpose. Later on, they come to agreement. Um, the same thing with the brothers of David. Uh, there's all manner of not understanding what God was doing. There's like, you're just showing off. You're trying to impress people. No, he had been called to lead God's people. It was part of his calling. Um, I want to mention one last thing before we leave, that, that you ask God, Lord, today I stop being a contrary person. Today, get that spirit that contends with uh, what God wants to do. In this journey across from Egypt that he set them free and he brought them out to the desert, they crossed the desert and they were ready to go into the promised land but the Bible says that snuck in amongst the people were the rabble. Who is the rabble? In Spanish, la chusma. That's, what it, that's the translation. They were people amongst the people of Israel that led all the people to disagree with God. And he says they did not take the promised land. They didn't see the land that flows with milk and honey because the rabble amongst them were like tares amongst the wheat. And they hide and they're secret and they're very stealth. They're manipulative. When everybody's doing one thing, they're doing another thing. When everybody's walking, uh, we're celebrating. Uh, uh, we're giving out boxes for the children of the world. We're going to go celebrate gala. Then we're going to go to the retreat. We're changing the world. And all these people, instead of rejoicing in agreement, they're dying for discord. They're dying that somehow or another, their heart, uh, people say, nobody loves me. 
if nobody loves you, you have a problem. Um, maybe you start loving people and then people start loving you. Maybe you get on board and are part of the team. And, and there's some people that, that have that capacity. There's some people that, that joyfully are able to join and, and be a part of what's going on. Uh, in every regard, whether this is a message for the family, um, it's beyond me that, that we see the expressions of peace and joy and prosperity, and we still can't be a part of it because we're holding on to our contrariness. And, and we pray with the anointing of God that breaks the yoke of sin that this morning that will cease in your life, that you will no longer be part of the rabble. You read that in the Bible, there's many of the scriptures that talk about these people. It's spelled R-A-B-B-L-E. And um, they're the ones that are constantly setting their hearts contrary to the move of God. And I don't want to be there. I don't want to live in that existence. I, I want to believe that what God says is true. I rejoice with those who rejoice. Uh, I cry with those who cry. I, I pray for you guys to be playing for Emilio Orbis and his family as they're going through a trial. Um, and, and not be contrary to what God is doing in the moment that he's doing it. Um, you will not be able to participate with the glory of what God is doing if you walk in a manner which is discord. Uh, let's stand this morning and ask God that he would allow us to experience uh, agreement in the spirit of the Lord, that we would be united um, in understanding what God is doing in our midst. Um, it's obviously that we each have an opinion. You, you guys know that for a fact. Uh, I always say, there's an old saying that says, uh, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat. Have you heard that? Um, there's an old song that reminds me there's a thousand ways to leave your lover. Um, get off the bus, Gus. Don't need to discuss much. Okay, there's, there's all these ways we could do things. Let's not get lost in the shuffle. Let's, let's jump on the bus with agreement. And, and he says, the spirit that's been given to us is the unity of agreement. Um, and we know that, that if God has placed men responsible to lead uh, with the burden to carry on a task, that, that it is the heart of God to come into agreement with them. It is in agreement. Um, there was, I want to share this and then one more verse and we're done. There, there was a woman here She's one of those women that the Bible talks about that it's more bitter than death than end up with her. And she was bothering and bothering and bothering, not me, but her husband. Just everything was like, I don't want to do that way. I don't want to do that way. She's just like driving them crazy. So finally, they, it takes a while. It takes about years. They were here about three years. And finally, they end up in my office at the conference room. And Pastor Medeiros, I think, was there. And, and she, she, what do we do with the fact that we don't agree? And I turned to the man, I said, look, do yourself a favor. You have two daughters, you're in our church. It's June. 
for the rest of this year, do everything your wife wants. Let her be in control. And you just agree with her to do everything she wants. Because by the time December comes, you'll find out what you need to do with regards to this woman. Do everything she says to end the, see up where you end up. Because if you're listening and agreeing with a woman that's destroying your life and your children, your family, and the church you go to, you want to make sure you find out fast and not later. They didn't even, they, they weren't even around for six months. They left the church in November. So the fifth month. And all hell broke loose. She was so out of order. So I tell the people all the time, don't contend for 30 years. Agree with that person and find out that you don't want to be with them for 30 years. That, that you're, you're, you're on board with not the right relationship. Because the power of agreement is for things to flourish and thrive. And it could have worked out different. It might have been that if he listened to her for six months and everything flourished and became fruitful, then he was the one that was out of order. But it happened to be that... We revealed what the issue was before the six months was even up. And I'm telling you, for the last 10 years they've left here, uh, one nightmare worse than the other. One nightmare worse than the other. Um, the destruction that the Bible speaks about is real. It's, this, this thing is not a fairy tale. Discord, uh, destruction brings discord. Uh, the destruction of discord. Um, we we want to make sure that, that we're listening. Look what it says there, in, and I'm going to finish with this verse. Um, the Spirit of the Lord is going to allow us um, to walk in a manner. Philippians 3, verse 4. No, verse 3. Philippians 3, verse 2. Okay, Philippians 2, 2. That's where it is. 2, 2. Fulfill my joy. Being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and one mind. Look, look how the Bible is pointing us into the right direction. Verse 3, doing nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit. But walk lowliness of mind. Don't lift yourself up in disagreement. Let each of you esteem the others as better than himself. Why, why is Paul being so particular about the description of moving in this direction? It, it's, it's the right formula. It's the breeding ground of glory. And a lot of us are missing it. It, it, it in different places. You don't want to miss it at home, obviously. You don't want to miss it at church. You, you don't want to have a different mindset in the church you're going to God didn't call you together for disagreement. He called you together for agreement. But it, it, it requires an attitude of coming down, of being able to see eye to eye and even the other better than yourself. Um, let's go to verse 4. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests. That's, that's the power of disagreement there. Well, what do I think? And why do, aren't you doing what I... It's not about what you think but also for the interest of other. Line yourself up. And then verse 5, he says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ. He was able to agree with the Father. He was able to agree with the Holy Spirit. He was able, even though he's so powerful and is God, he, Bible, verse 6 says, 
being in the form of God, he did not grab to that to consider himself to be equal with God. This power and formula of agreement is very special in the heart of God uh, to breed glory and the fruit of incredible expressions of his goodness. And then that, that tendency we have to distance ourselves and to lay back and not press into agreement, we're not going to see a lot of things God has for us. Father, we pray your blessing upon your word in our hearts. We pray that that strife, that constant determination we have to bring up distinction and difference to the people you've put in our life, whether it's our parents, whether it's our siblings, whether it's our children, that cease the spirit of strife in our midst, that there not be the tendency to grow apart, but ever increase to grow closer together, to be edified, to be strong as you prayed that we would become one so that the world would see a supernatural expression what we're going to enjoy for eternity in heaven. We pray, Father God, that wherever there's been a damaged relationship through distinction and difference, that we forgive one another. That we not hold our offenses one towards the other. But that we would press in to say, you know something? Just as the devil brought us to the place to disagree, in Jesus' name, I want to come and be part of an agreement with you so that we can see God show up and we can see heavens open as we are together in one accord with the expectation to fulfill God's promise. Father, we pray that you bring your spirit strong where we see the expression of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together in agreement to create all things for your glory that we also might move in the same manner and direction. In Jesus' name we pray and the people of God say amen, amen, and amen.